bullshit tape heads. Once again, it is that time to make us a mixtape. I'm your host, Marty DeRosa. I'm your other host, Paul Farvar. And what we have done is gone back to the old school. We are doing our original format where we have yes. one of our fantastic guests on to come into the uh, into the studio. Following COVID precautions, we are getting back to life as we know it. Uh, everything's normal now. Everything's normal now. Paul doesn't have COVID anymore. No. Uh, I am I am one shot in. Paul, you got one two shot. shot. No, I'm Paul, two Paul's shots in. two shot. Look at Paul. Paul does everything. I'm like, ahead of the game. He's ahead. He got COVID before everybody. <laughs> he, he, I got COVID uh, late in the game, but vaccinated. I got COVID. He was living life on the fucking edge of a razor blade yeah, in Florida. I was doing shows in places that didn't have any Jesus any Christ. masks whatsoever. Arkansas. And, and, uh, and now we are back. We have a guest in studio. Before we get into that, uh, if you have any questions or comments, Paul, what's the email? PaulMartyMix at gmail.com. I know we had some controversial episodes. If you think that uh, you disagree with us, let us know. Let and, us let us know what I got right and what Paul got wrong. And I get it. You guys are upset that I don't like ska music. Uh, you don't have to keep fucking it's fine. telling me. We, like I doxed <laughs> I Paul. I doxed Paul on Twitter, and everybody went to his house with horns. Yeah, like a Playing fucking Republican, mighty mighty like, Boston's. Yeah, like a shitty Republican. Uh, a ska band was yeah. outside, just like all fucking night. All night. Horns. I get it. I played the cornet. We got to stop that. But one thing we don't have to stop or having guests. Hopefully now. Hell yeah! Life is getting back to normal. And what a fucking guest we have! One of my absolute favorites in the in the in the comedy scene and just in the world the man is chicago through and through he is he's back uh and i'm so happy to have him on the podcast clark jones welcome to the show thank you what's happening y'all my bad i came in hot I don't worry know. don't I worry no i didn't know first Martel. of all first of all never apologize <laughs> i love when you call me martel most black guys call me mcfly that's okay but that's, martel is martel I'm, is I'm, yeah. i love it it's a uh, cognac reference. It's, yes, I'm. I'm an alternative black comedian. So uh, I always got to go with. Would you describe yourself reference. as an alternative? I'm black really an experimental. Yeah, pe- people, you don't know what set I'm gonna get. That's why I never did JFL. Did they you know do, who did, I was going to show up? I love your <laughs> as your, one reason. Your I don't want to call them bitter comedy tweets, <laughs> but you have a certain way of tweeting. That is just enough chip on your shoulder that I'm into. I love. I, like, I love a chip on your shoulder on just, anyone's shoulder. I, I just like it. to push people to the edge yeah. of unfallowing me. But like, it's not yeah. that bad. No, like, no. If no. he had just added one more word, let's see what he yeah. says tomorrow. It was just like, let's see, because yeah, you got to follow it up with yeah, something yeah, yeah. very inane and dumb. Because otherwise, so like, you okay, just okay. seem like a bitter he's dude. Still, yeah, no, he's he put positive shit out there it. too. Yeah. It's it's a good combination. It's formulaic. It's bitter. It's stupid. And then strategic. I'll be headlining. <laughs> that's the that's by the, the way uh I, I do want to point this out uh i told you this in person i believe i did but my friend went to see a show you were at and you were featuring mm. at a show i'm not yeah. gonna say where it was and <laughs> and i just was like she's like it, it was the crazy now she's like a supporter she goes to see all your shows oh, now sure. and you she smoke, saw you, you smoke she somebody saw, who do you smoke I'm not gonna say there anything. You go. right, but the right point is that like <laughs> she hasn't seen she hasn't seen my shit, but then she saw you were on a show we were on a show together at Laugh Factory. She's like, I'll be there. He's so funny. And then like it's just like in awe. And it was like I thought about I'm like, I would never want to follow you, especially when you're on a roll like you are sometimes most times. It's like uh if she was at the show I'm thinking of, yeah, it was it was just one of them shows, man. The room changed, she said. And and you and you did it again at uh, Laugh Factory. I remember looking at this sh- I think I, I went right before you. I was like, Thank God. But <laughs> And there's times where like Marty's the same way. I'm like, Why I am always, I after I you? always like uh what I appreciate about you is you're you always look like like a performer. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. You got yeah. you. Yeah, that, well, that's one thing. You know who I learned that from? Who? Uh, Steve Martin. Oh, okay. Oh, the, the, the like, idea of like you're always on stage. You like, always got to look, look better than the best dressed person in the room. Yeah. So, I like that. Shit, Marty doesn't do that. No. I, 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 well, I'll say this. There was an <laughs> old black t-shirt I used to wear that I thought was like perfect. <laughs> and I, yeah. remember, I remember showing up at the Laugh Factory and it was Chris and, I, Chris and a couple other people who just, Chris was calling me like Pops. He's like, look at you got oh. a pop shirt on, huh? Chris Red. And I was like, hey. this is this is cool. He's just like, you got it's your chest oh, yeah. through that hole. And I'm Chris, like, I gotta stop wearing Chris Red only exists. This was before shirt. money. Before money, Chris Red. <laughs> no, they I mean oh. He, oh, when he had a lot of writing on his shirt. That Chris Red. Okay. This was pre pre uh, That was rapping Chris, Chris Red. Red. Yes, oh, this was Chris Red the rapper. Red. Okay. From from uh yeah, from you know the uh, outfit the Chris outfit Red, game man. is uh but now I see, you know, I I, I always it's try got a to, members I try only to leather jacket here. I try it's to layer from podcasts. Man. You're not afraid to wear like a turtleneck and a suit coat, which I appreciate. I love fucking to if I'm gonna do it, I like to do it. You know, if any I, look, any look you wore on stage where now you're like, oh my god, I can't believe I wore that. I did the suit phase yeah, for like a month. Yeah, everybody who was a part hey, of comedians, I was you the should suit know, man for a while. I was Goodness. the suit man for a little you while. Took Gallon had his phase. He, Paul doesn't remember me wearing suits. I don't remember the suits dude, before the, my time. The, the, the suit phase at C-Last K. Strong. Was a, that was a time. Yeah. That was a time. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I, I used to hate it. going out with everybody afterwards because they looked like I was their lawyer and I just like got them <laughs> off a fucking drunk driving like, charge and then we're hanging out. Have you seen Boiler Room? That's yeah. what it yeah. was like going to fucking Streeterville with <laughs> I think these. I raised the level. I think everybody started dressing Jeez. up a little It's bit. funny because some people liked when uh, New Year's, the shows that you do, people have to dress up and they look yeah. forward to it. And I'm like, man, I wore a fucking suit. All my life, the last thing oh, I would do, stuff, but yeah. but people were wearing suits yeah. at shows, and I'm like, why are you guys wearing suits? Like, it said to you have to wear, dress up. I'm like, all yeah. oh, for the New Year's Eve, the show. New yeah, Year's shows. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's. A I certain, get it. Like, it's not just arbitrary either. Like, um, I remember there was a comedian who got kicked off his zany shows because he wore sandals, and obviously, you know, back then you couldn't really do that, but. The thing is, I, whatever you wear, it has to be intentional to sure. what your material are. So you, I can get as nasty as I want in a suit. Yeah, because you love credibility. It gives, yeah. yeah, everything is intentional. Sure. Yeah, and like it's so, sometimes it's so hard to be aware of what the audience sees because you don't see it, but you got to be aware of what you look like, and it's you know juxtaposed with what you're saying. Sure. It's certain things that when I have a low haircut. It don't come. It don't hit as hard as when my hair is kind of wild. You that's, know what I mean? Yeah. That's my. That's my, my. When I see you up there and it, it, when the hair's not on, yeah. I'm just like, get this guy. Off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's he gonna suck. <laughs> that beard shit. The little braids. Like, Remember the little yeah. braids? Yeah. Like, what is this is kind of what I have now. Like I have. <laughs> I grew my hair back out again because you oh, told me yeah. in 2009, like grow your hair, out, man. The chicks gonna love it. Yeah. And I was like, nah. Yeah. But now I'm listening. It took a little. It took a little did while. Did you Did you catch Marty when he had the mullet face for a, a brief period during the pandemic? It wasn't mullet. It was a beautifully long hair it was all the same length it was long i did not see <laughs> it, it was beautiful so when i think of uh of what this conversation we're talking about the music equivalent is the ramones so the ramones mm. would say hey you're in the ramones and the strokes copied this and they Everyone would say wears the same thing you leave this apartment you're wearing your uniform mm. leather pant leather jacket jeans t band t-shirt you know what mm-hmm. i mean and and um I think in in music it's the same way. It's like I want to, I don't want to see Prince in in fucking sweatpants and a and a t shirt at Target. I want to see Prince <laughs> dressed like Prince all the time, uh, and and I think that's like something that we can borrow from music. Uh, Absolutely. Now getting into music, 
we had you put this mixtape together. Yeah. Uh, let us know your history with mixtapes. Were you making mixtapes for people? What was the uh, what was your sort of relationship like with mixtapes? It started my first year of college. My uh, my roommate then he was the first person. He had the. Um, this is at Morehouse. This is at Morehouse. Historically had, black college, Morehouse. His, his, I yep. so, I'm fascinated Atlanta. by this. Um, it was the when LimeWire dropped. It was like a couple years after Napster, but LimeWire was the, the the thing um, that we started. He was the first person I know to make mixtapes. And then when he got the eight disc um, burner, where you oh, could burn right. like eight discs at one time, yeah. and I just saw, I was like, it it just it was mind blowing at yeah. the time that I could listen to anything that I wanted to at any given point. What was the mixtape going for? Is he selling them? He was. Okay. He was selling them. You know what? What was so great was I was the RA, so. I was just like whatever. Sure. I don't care. Make some money. Yeah. Like yeah. you just it was it was. But did you get free? You got free because you kind of looked the other way. Well, I used this commercial. He also, I can't say this, but he had his <laughs> he. It's roommate secret statutory limits. Yeah. 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 limitations yeah. of yeah. run. He's out now. Okay, but you know we just had a understanding. Sure. I wasn't like I wasn't going blackmail, but yeah. he just let me use his computer because nice. shit. I, my, I had a weekend uh, old computer that my mom got me. And uh, until I could upgrade, he was like, yeah, man, of course you can use my computer. So you're, let's say uh, there's a lady, and you want to impress her with a mixtape. I do a bit about this on my album. Yeah? The, I, did a, I do a joke about my, my fuck playlist. Okay, okay, you're with, right, you're due. You're due, you're due. Uh, with yes, Prince, you do. yeah. That's right, yeah. that's right. Listen to, first of all, this song, every, it's streaming everywhere. So, so if you were just going to sit down and put a, a, a mix together, whether it's for, for the yourself ladies? or whatever, or for the ladies, like what do you kind of what do you look for? Because I I uh, historically I like a song that that right out of the gate is like oh, okay high energy. Um, I mean, shit. Like like ever or just just, just in general. Yeah, in just, general. If I'm making a playlist right now, I gotta have some Nipsey Hussle on there. Okay. Um, Nip is just he was he's one of the few people that uh, every new song I hear, I'm like I like that too. Yeah. And I, it, I'm usually by myself, so I ain't trying to impress anybody. Sure. I'm like, damn, I fuck with this. And he's just he he found a way to talk that smart, knowledgeable shit mm-hmm. and still keep it uh, on the street level. Okay. Because that's hard to do. Sometimes it's either one or the other. Uh, yeah, because I feel like in in hip hop, if you go the smart route, you kind of have to go into more of the like um, melodic that De La Soul route, but yeah, a little more like it gets a little more earthy. You, and you a melodic, lot of, and, uh, you, yeah, you, you lose the street cred in it, but he he had that perfect balance nice. of uh, investing in Bitcoin and still being a crip, and nobody didn't believe he wasn't a crip anymore. Sure. So. Well, he was he had like the edgy beats and stuff too. He right? had the edgy. He had he just had that. You know, if you claim a crip on record, you gotta be one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. Especially if you're still living Let me ask in that. You a real quick question, and then we'll get back to it. How is this Takashi guy still walking around? He he, gang. He police. He the police. Okay. He got the police behind. Okay. Him. Okay. Okay. Like or you know all this because you're my. I come to you for my. You're my. Yeah. You're my source magazine. Yeah. When I was in Indiana, <laughs> when I was in Indiana, I had a source magazine, or I would look at Vibe at the grocery That's what store. It is. When I moved to Chicago, you became my source. I, I'm glad to you and cut my, out the middleman. I'm yeah. your source. I'm your Vibe. You're I'm your rumor mill. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah, your yeah. Uh, yeah. media takeout. Yes, I am. I'm your, I, you, you're my Google. You're yeah, my black your, Google. <laughs> you're black Google for me. When, when before you got before you got to Morehouse though, were you were you making tapes or? CDs taping stuff off like B96 for, for people. I, I never did the tape deck or not tape CDs or whatever. like I never did like the record off okay. that. I just 
I just I was actually buying this. I was trying to support. I was at Sam Goody. I was at Coco. Hell yeah! Okay. Until I got to college and it was like, oh fuck this. When shit. let me ask you this: When so you talk about like going to like a Sam Goody and all that stuff? Yeah. When do we see the rise in like? You know, guys in the South Side selling CDs, selling Blu-ray, selling burnt copies. You know what I mean? Selling when bootlegs. I, oh, when I by the time I made it back, came back home, um, it was full. It was full. It was yeah, full. it was okay. full. Yeah, because it started there. Yeah, and it was just like, you know, once you had the eight disc burners at one time. Yeah, it was. It was so like between 2005 and 2007. Um, I think that's when it started going crazy. And then I worked at a school who, and we started burning DVDs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then be, that's when you started to see. Guys making their own rap videos at home, and yeah, like around two thousand nine, two thousand ten is when like that's when the technology hit the streets. Really, I feel like okay. And then we had you put together a five song mix. How hard was this? Did you did you leave a lot of stuff out? If you did, I, let us know I did. something that was like on the on the cutting room floor. You know, because my playlist is about emo rap. I didn't really shout out the like the really the Godfathers, which was Wu Tang. Of emo rap. Of e- like e- Wu Tang was the first one to really talk about like I'm in pain. Yeah. And like I grew up fucked up. Yeah. When they talk about can it all be so simple? Uh that's all about just like growing up poor and shit like that. Like rap when they came out was about, hey, I'm a party guy. Yeah, hey, yeah. do it funky. Ooh, twist, twisting, whatever. Yeah. Everything was about a house party. And they're the first one to come out like, same damn low sweater. Times was rough and tough like leather. Like, yeah. that was just reality rap. They were the, the really, the first ones to really get on and do that because everybody just wanted to party at that time. Yeah. And then you had, out of Wu Tang was DMX. Mm-hmm. Then out of DMX, I feel like that's when Kanye starts to step in. Yeah. Out of Kanye, you got Cuddy. After Cuddy, you have all the rappers that you have today. Yeah. Just talking about depression and shit. Which is it's so interesting. And it is just like, you know, the whether it's like SoundCloud rappers or whatever. It's just Everything like is the, about emotions. So many songs about mental illness, emotions. White uh, people drugs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, traditionally white people. Traditionally now it's, white people Now drugs. they're street drugs. Party yeah. drugs, designer drugs are yeah. of, of the streets, which is, it's just weird to mix that with the violence. Yeah. You know, but how else do you deal with the the depression you don't want to go you still i mean therapy is still a taboo subject sure even with the with the young cats so they just do as much molly as they can yeah. as much zannies fucking rest in peace juice world like yeah. how do you now let me ask you this how do you feel listening to uh, a 17 year old like kid who put out something from his bedroom are you is it are you, are you I, feel I, like i like it man yeah i i, I haven't I, I feel like at the point you know if it happens that i have kids or get married or something like that that's going to push me so far into the adulthood that i can't be at right now mm-hmm. that i still i'm a comedian's life is is a child's life yeah you know yeah. so like i don't feel a bit like i'm not trying to be young i just could relate to the shit that they're talking about especially yeah with the year that I had last year with losing my mom, losing my stepmother, my brother getting shot yeah. in Chicago, I, this music helped me through that. That's incredible. Because I was wondering, too, like with when you have like like a, like a uh, Nas X or something like that. Yeah. And I was like thinking, like, what did all those like, what did the like the old like, you know, your ice cubes, your ice teas, like, what did they say about that? And I'm like, I don't know. They're tweeting about like people being murdered. They, can't, yeah, they don't they, have time to be like, they, I don't know about these new kids. But is there like a thing with like the old guard being like, I don't know. Are they just kind of like do your thing? You know, it's just so many people who have crossed that threshold of I'm old and I'm going to identify with everything that's old at this point. Yeah. 
And, you know, black people are more conservative than what we are known as. Black people really aren't that liberal. No, there's, there's certain lot, aspects. It's homophobia. Where it's like, yeah, yeah. We like Big guns. Homophobia, yeah. Uh, uh, we don't trust the government. Very religious. We're very religious. It's like these, it's, and then when you, everybody, when they cross into that, where like, I'm an old and I'm an adult now and I got yeah. all these adult things, we, um, we just cross over into more conservative points of views. So if you committed to that thing, yeah, but I'm just like, man. Motherfucking, uh, I, I still play video games, is, which is the way that I learned about so much like great alternative rock and like. What are some songs <laughs> that you remember that you know just from? Like, Y'all brought up the Von Bondies yeah. earlier, and I'm like, that's one of my favorite. Is that come uh, on, come on, it's just say, come on. That was on, on MLB the show 2005. I love, I love, <laughs> I love games like that. Whether it's like Tony Hawk or this, yes, or, Tony or Hawk. sports games where it's like people are like, yep. like how do you know? You know, I think there was well, like that's how that's how uh, they, what was it the the um it's a Saturday in Cambodia it's like an old like Jell- what uh, uh I can't think of the band or whatever Jello Biafra's band Sk- Skate Two taught me about waiting for the funeral do you know that yeah, song yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. like it's just, just like you yeah. just got, it's just like it's, do you, it, do you, that's how kids are learning about music now on TikTok and yeah, and, and, yeah, and it's sure, funny yeah. back in our at least my generation people would shit on. Commercials that would have songs, but like, well, yeah, there's so many good commercials. That have uh, that's how I learned a lot about rap songs yeah. too. Because I'm like, I like this fucking song. What is it? And then you Shazam it. What's so like, wild is I, I just heard this interview with the guy who wrote uh, a jing. He would write jingles back in the day, and he wrote a a, a real like if you heard it, it was for uh, Nestle Crunch for their white chocolate bar. Remember that <laughs> Nestle Crunch white chocolate course, bar yeah. came out, and he goes, uh, they're like, how'd you come up with this song? And he's like, well, they wanted. Um, sweet dreams are made of these, mm-hmm. but by the arrhythmics. But they're like, but at that time, you you, you couldn't afford it. No, no artist well, wouldn't would do it. Let, would right. do only it only Diddy be, could afford it at that point. Well, yeah. this no, this is eighties. <laughs> oh, eighties. Okay. So this is eighties. So then they're like, well, just write a song like it. But now we're at this point where it's just like. I see those post Malone Doritos commercials, and I'm like, mm-hmm. this, and everybody just thinks it's so okay. And I'm well, like, well, that's All how right. they make their money now because you're not making uh, money as an artist uh, because you're people aren't buying records anymore. Well, touring, um, touring is well. Right well, now, but I, mean, I mean, before COVID, it's it's you you need three sixty. You need to make money all around, and yeah. that licensing is the way to go. Three and, cents a stream from yeah. iTunes. Yeah, right. Shit. Nothing like when I put out my album, and they're like, "Oh, we got your first thing." I'm like, "Oh my god, what am I going to buy with it?" It was like just, just a couple hundred bucks. Um, here's a guy who has no problem making money: Kanye West. Uh, hey. How familiar? Song. How familiar were you with Kanye West coming from Chicago? When did you first hear of this guy? I mean, or was this like when, like, take me through your your so Kanye true, West true, history. True story. When I was, um, I like I said, I grew up in the church, and uh, Chicago, the South Side, especially, is like maybe two degrees of separation. So, my uh, sophomore year of college, I joined student government, and I was just trying to do something different, like something because I got a good heart, and I did this thing called Abstinence Week, where it wasn't necessarily sex, whatever you're addicted to, yeah. Drugs, we just for a week. Hard, hard work for me. Yeah, hard yeah. work, determination. <laughs> Give that up for one week. Abstain for a week. We always, we always joke around in my apartment and we always go, hard work's the best yeah, drug. Yeah, that's just, oh, I can't get enough of it. So, like, whatever it is, <laughs> give it up for a week. I just want to, you know, just, just establish something and get up, get all my brothers on, on one accord. And I was looking for, uh, it was like going to be like a homecoming, but in February. 
and uh, everybody was clowning me like, I mean, you doing Absence Week, doing Valentine's yeah. Week? I'm like, no, it's the week before, so abstain so you can bust the hardest nut sure. when it comes <laughs> to Which February is what 14th. a young guy thinks of. Yeah, because yeah. like, we uh, had a problem busting nuts anyway. I'm saving but it up. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. I've been an old <laughs> dude for a long time. And I was in the car uh, with my cousin, and I was telling my cousin about it, like trying to get some music people. And he was like, uh, here, here, go to the phone. And uh, I was like, hey, what's, what's going on? He was like, oh, what's going on, man? I'm like, yeah, I'm looking for some music to come down there. And uh, you, I'm like, you a rapper? He was like, yeah. And my cousin was like, that's Kanye. I'm like, this Kanye West? He was oh, like, hey. yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm doing this thing called After This Week. <laughs> and uh, I'd love for you to come down. He's like, oh, yeah, I didn't even know they was fucking with me in Atlanta. This is wow. what he said to me Wow. in 2004, I think it was. So this is pre- So this was right through the when, wire? whenever the album was coming out. So whenever the first, the wire. this is through the wire, okay. right? He was still so making mixtapes. He might be talking to you like this. He was, he was shot. real like, damn, I ain't you know they was fucking with me in Atlanta. This is Kanye West talking to me. Okay, and I, w- I was like, yeah, man, I love to have you down. And he gave me his manager's email address, who was Don C, who's the dude who yeah. makes the shorts now. He was like Don C at attwireless.com. Love it, <laughs> love it. So. I emailed Don C and Don C was like, "Yeah, we gonna you know y'all got a budget because we had school budget. Sure. Like, fuck yeah, you we love gotta, when you hear we, that. When we gotta spend got this money. Budget, yeah, yeah. as gotta, a performer, when you, you hear like, it's right, college, well, that check is a go then, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So we get trying to get down. Then at the last minute, he couldn't do it because it was the Grammys or something like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, this close. So that was my first. Mm-hmm. You know, he grew up five minutes away from my house. Yeah. Um, and when I heard through the, when I saw the through the wire video, wow. I was just like. Man, because it was so Chicago. I was yeah, blown away. The, blown away. Saw it on MTV. Yep. Blown away by it. We worked. He So I worked at Evergreen Plaza. He used to be at the Lark on the second floor. I was at Wilson's Leather on the first. I didn't Ooh, know who he was at Wilson's the time. Leather. You still smell that leather? I smelled the back room <laughs> where all them jackets was on layaway for uh, months into Christmas. Yeah, man. That that leather cleaner was, it's a strong. I, we, I was at, I think like. Gurney Mills, and I, they oh. had a, they had a leather store, and I go, I just gotta go in and smell that. It's, store. it's the smell. <laughs> that, that back room inventory yeah. is is just it's just raw hide, man. Yeah, yeah, I'll never forget that smell. So let's yeah. play a little bit of this first song. The street here. lights, Kanye West. Let me know. Do I still got time to grow? Things ain't always set in stone. That be no limit. This to me feels like I'm sure there were rappers out there who heard this, or just Kanye in general. And to me, it seems like a comic. Like you're a great comic, but then like someone comes up with like a guitar on stage or something, or a computer, mm. and you're like, yeah. e- you, you're not allowed to do that. Where's-? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, I felt like what is he musically, yeah. it was it's just so much extra. But in a great way, not just like ah, we're just gonna throw a bunch of bells and whistles on it. Like musically, even from the even when you go way back to the old stuff, which I love, I love his old stuff too. Mm-hmm. But there's just the 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 amount of like no no no, we're gonna do more stuff. The genius thing about, and I know that's an overused word, especially when it comes to Kanye. But the the really brilliant genius thing that, as much as a, of an egomaniac as he is, he's not afraid to let somebody else drive. And so after his mom died, he needed that emotion. He didn't know how to get that out. Mm-hmm. On his second album, he didn't know how to make 
music. So he got John Brion to come in. Second album is? Is uh, Late Registration. Okay, okay. And that's when he came in and you start hearing strings mm-hmm. and you start hearing all this orchestral type stuff because he was like, John, you did Eternal Sunshine, all this other Do this for shit. me. Yeah, yeah so yeah. he brought him in to give it musicality. When he did 808s and Heartbreaks, he brought Cuddy in because Cuddy had, Cuddy knows how to make emotional rap. Yeah. He's really like the star of this shit. Um, so the thing about Streetlights is it sounds sad, but it's I get comforted listening to it. Yeah. It's just like it just makes me feel like once you I start feeling better when I'm when you're resolute. Like you know how people need a, a closure? Mm-hmm. When you're just like, you know what, we're all gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way out of this yeah. thing. Like the sadness comes from thinking that you can extend life forever or that if I didn't do this. But when you get to that point where you don't even have regrets because it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's kind of freeing. Yeah. Because I don't have to overthink it anymore. It's going to be over. Yeah. I mean, I like when I'm in a bad or when I'm in, when I'm depressed, sometimes listening to depressing music, you know, yeah. I think there's that quick thing of like, oh, you're depressed. Listen to like the most fun music you could think of. And it, you'll don't have it, it don't hit the same. I remember reading an article with uh, uh, this uh, author, Charles Bukowski, Charles Bukowski. Yeah. And he kind of said, like, when I know I'm depressed, I just am like, all right, I'm just depressed today and I'm going to just like, I'm yeah. going to revel in it. it. I'm yes. going to revel in it and, yep. and lean into it. Yeah. And, and, there are some of those where everybody's got those bands where they're just like, you know, and yes. when he because Kanye songs, you know, obviously there's the from like a, a casual fan. There's the big hits that you hear right. that are like fun. Mm-hmm. And but then there's some that are like real like mellow downers, yeah. and downers oh. even and stuff. And I'm just like, it's it's great that he can do either, you know, either or. This is for all the listeners. This was advice from my mom, Denise Porter. They She gave to me about pity parties. She's like, you know what? When you're going through it, go through it hard. Yeah. If you're going to have a pity party, throw a fucking bash. Yeah. So when it's over, it's over. That's it. Acting like, you know, I'm too tough. Fuck yeah. all that. Yeah. Tuesday, go crazy, cry, be depressed. So Wednesday, it's out your system. There you go. With his albums, though, and and maybe late registration, college dropout, especially like I used to. That's when I got into him. I didn't know mm. who Kanye was. Obviously, you didn't know. Uh, I knew through the wire, just barely. She gave me money. Yeah, but <laughs> my point is that I got the albums. I was like, holy shit! It was like same feeling. I because I wasn't a big listener of rap uh, for a long period of time. When I, when I was really young, I liked him, and then I didn't get into rap again till. Or hip hop until like uh, Lauren Hill and okay. Fuji started up again, but then Kanye got me back in. Now the one thing I will say is, and you tell me what you think, the songs are they do have those ups and downs. So you, mm. when you're listening to an album all the way through, it's like a it's like a whole. The one criti- I guess one criticism I have of him is like there's no like rhyme or reason to how he picked it, or is there? Do you, you know, know what I mean? Was it the thing about Kanye is so late registration isn't one of it's a lot of people's favorite Kanye album, but there was no theme to it. Yeah. I like his thematic albums. That's what I like about Late him, Registration yeah. was a great collection of songs. Right. But when he did My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, there's a theme yeah. that, that's why it's his most successful. The one is because it's all about I fucked up. Yeah. But I'm still I'm owning up to it. Yeah. What, one of the things I like about that album is and and certain artists can do this in a in a fun way where it's like remember like you know there was those old albums like especially hip hop albums really embraced this like 
with doggy style, how it's like you're listening to a radio yeah. station, you right. know? That was and the there, there's, there's skits like, and stuff. There's yeah. a way mm-hmm. to kind of like, you know, like Mr. Show, every sketch would go from the one and then turn on the TV. That's the next sketch. And then, yeah. you know, so you have those albums like that where there's these like, inter, or like Ice Cube would do like these interstitials of like. Mid- Midnight Marauders by A Tribe Called Quest, you have the operator lady going yeah. through yep. the yep. whole thing. But with with yeah. some Kanye's, it's, it's just, it could be, you know, okay, now we're hearing this orchestra. And we know mm-hmm. things are going to get a little more serious, you know, mm-hmm. or then you hear the, you know, a, a great beat and you're like, oh, things are going to get upbeat or something. Right. And there's some of those songs where like, I'll be like real high walking around mm-hmm. and it's just like, it'll match perfectly with like the rain and the sun's coming out. And you're just like, yeah. whoa, this is like, this is why he made this which album. Is, yeah. Which is my point. But then all of a sudden, like you're in this mood and then the next song is like some whenever he jammer. Di- whenever yeah. he divert, when he diverts from the theme. That's when I'm always like, ah, come on, man, right. stay on, stay on. Message. That's what my yeah, only yeah. knock yeah. on him is because it's like, look, you know, you're you're creating this this mood, you're elevating whatever it is that you're going through as a person, and then all of a sudden, out of left field, there's this these hoes on my dick, <laughs> like I'm the real ruler, like you were just talking yeah. about that, yeah. man. But I yeah. do, I like that because I like people like who are yeah. who are you know they're not just a one they're not just one sided. Like yeah. I like people who have all these different facets to him and it's like you just gotta skip the song paul like stop stop listening to shit on cassette tape here's another here this is a thing (laughs) what the fuck is wrong you fucking man that's all i got in my car now we got kanye out of the way now i'm curious to see uh paul's take on some of these other songs here Uh, so yeah it gets a little more yeah next artist uh coming up right now is lil uzi vert and Mm. let's play a little of that and then we'll talk about it it's uh, what's the song called exo tour life I just call this song "All My Friends Are Dead." That's how I call it. This is a this is a, a Uber song for me. I remember there was a time where you got an Uber. Every Uber you got in, this song was on. It was very popular. Very popular. And you probably had to deal with them. You got to let the hook play at least. Oh yeah, yeah. This is really yeah. Is this like quintessential emo rap? This the the, um, the syncopation is yeah. And also, this is a song where like when Vine was getting popular, and like this was in all the like a bunch of vimes, a bunch of a bunch of memes. Here's the thing that happened, and as music fans, y'all can. Y'all can appreciate Export music experts. Ex- music experts. So music sorry. aficionados. Music insiders. Can we all take a different nomenclature? We're insiders is the word that we, but, but that's fine. Somewhere along the lines, rap became hard bluegrass. If you take Lil Uzi Vert's off and you just play the instrumentals that, it sounds like Americana. Or like, or if you take the, um, take the 808 off and it just, it's guitars. It's just guitar loops that they've taken. A lot. One popular artist right now is Polo G. Um, like I said, Juice World did it a lot. But the emo rap of today, the drill music, trap music, is just these just basic guitar loops yeah. that sound like bluegrass. You know, future. What do you think the influence was? Who are they? Who did they hear as a kid that they're like, I like that. You know what? I think that I think when you mix the drugs, yeah, and you just. Somebody was on the right drug, but they had some real shit to talk about. Yeah, they was like, "Oh shit, let me throw some eight weight on that," and then it just yeah, it just came together. Are there any? Are there any like uh, 
bands, you know, or like a Kurt Cobain or something where people are kind of like, you wouldn't know, you wouldn't know that they're kind of this like inspiration for a lot of these like new I, young rappers. I think Future is the, he's the God yeah. of these young, all these rappers. Yeah. They all look at him they as all, like, okay. oh God, because he, he, he started talking about perks first. Yeah. Especially overdoing it. He started talking about Zanny's first. Yeah. And he was still talking about street shit. He was still talking about fucking bitches. But he was the first one to really go into that drug rap. There's like, something about drug, whether it's a drug reference in, especially hip hop. Because I, I mean, like, we smoked weed because of the chronic. That's why sure. we yeah, smoked exactly. weed because of the chronic. Exactly. But, like, there's certain drugs or. Of, or, or like you know, with the culture, or whatever, mm-hmm. where it's like I, I think like I don't know, Vice had a video about like oh like syrup or whatever. Yeah, syrup. and I was yep. like, uh, what? I oh, I'm sorry, Wayne, Wayne too. Yeah, yeah. speaking yeah, of syrup, Wayne, yeah, yeah. 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 But it, there is just something about about hip hop and it's, it's party music. I mean, it started as party music. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Where it's like there is just something about that where there there are those waves of getting into like so drug. Some of these songs I'm just like listening, and I'll be like in an Uber, and I'll just be like. This is just there's naming drugs like this is just the, fucking so drugged out. Percocet, Molly Percocet. Molly Percocet. That's the yeah. hook. Are that's you serious? Hook. That's that's, that's it. Yeah. It's you print the tape. It's so wild because and it's again it's again all genres of music where the youthful part of it is doing the opposite of what the generation before you did as a, as a as a as a defiant as a defiant act. thing no yeah. matter how ridiculous that's why we had disco because the 60s it was all fucking too yeah. much i just want to get drugged get drugged up and have fun and dance jay-z sold Make drugs money. this generation does the drugs yes the next generation is going to be like drugs are whack yeah it's going to be funny they'll be They're like all straight edges straight edge. just yeah. like nerds it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be that uh that week that you had of celibacy but just yeah like, every day it just go crazy you know? and it'll get like you're a yes. you're a nerd if you have sex, you, like, like just what like, are you doing? You're like the hardcore, we the hardcore yeah. scenes anything, in punk. Yeah. Anything that oh, somebody's over 35 is doing that is just like, this is what real hip hop is. All right, well, we're doing the opposite of that now. Has there been any new artists or genres where you're just like, I, I can't get on board with that? It's just not, it doesn't speak to me. I could find a good, it's somebody in there with some musicality yeah. that, I, that, I'll, that I'll be able to relate to. Yeah. There's still um, something you there's something you can still find in it where you're like I'm I'm not old enough I'm not too old for this I can still get down no, with this age nope yeah man, time is a, I love a hearing like man. young fun bands and stuff I, I, like, I just want to see what y'all got man it's gonna be something in there because nothing is invented it's something that was taken from before yeah and I've studied it and listened to enough music that I go oh that's and I like connecting those dots one thing that I'm a little bummed out about with now how you can become a star in your own bedroom making stuff i miss the giant record labels you I miss, miss the capital records I, no, no 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 i miss like you're joining the rough riders you're gonna get your necklace oh, on stage yeah, or you're yeah, joining yeah. The, the chain and day yeah. I, I thought that was like pro wrestling to me that felt like you're joining the four horsemen or the nwo i fucking that's so it. funny i love it, it. Depend, wait are you what's, what's the next song you gonna play? Because that would be a great segue. King well, Von, I'm play King Von. Oh, yeah. okay. You, is that on purpose? No, 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 purpose? no, no. But please tell me. Please explain. That's fine. All right. So this song is, what is it called? Demon. Demon. I can't read my hand. But I do see his necklace, so I know your time. I can't wait to hear the story. Oh, that's so. King Von. Yeah. Chicago. Rest in peace. If I tell you I lay, I mean it. Why they got killed, I seen it. I was right there, still can't believe it. Shit turned me to a demon. So this is a song where, like, Laugh Factory's closed. Everyone's out. We're drinking at the bar. And someone puts this on. 
and all the black comics just start being like, oh shit. And I'm like, what? Well, I got to know this song. Why are they all so just excited about this up song? That Hennessy. Why are they so excited about this song? Tell us about King Von. For those of you who can't see, he's t- it's totally changed your uh, demeanor you know, when no the song one, came no on. No one does this when they play a, a Wilco song <laughs> or an R.E.M. song on our show. This isn't a stroke song. You guys more professional than do yeah, this thing. <laughs> you, you clearly love this song. Tell us why. Uh, number one, you can hear the musicality in it, in the, in the piano and the progressions and chords and all of that. So it's, it's got so real, many hooks. It's a yeah. real song. It's also, it just lets you know from his side. First of all, King Von. This this is weird. It's interesting to talk about publicly because he was a gangbanger. Okay. Like straight up, he gangbang on right. He gangbang on this song. Okay. So I can't even say all the lyrics because he did like one of the things with the youth in Chicago is dissing the dead people, yeah. dead rappers that were your opponents, your ops. So thing about Vaughn was he had only started been rapping for like a year when he made this because okay. he was in jail. He beat uh, a murder charge, but I was just instantly drawn to it because one of the things that I dwelled on when my mom died was like, how am I going to be different? And I was worried, like, what am I going to become based on this pain? Mm -hmm. And will I be able to control it? Yeah. And this song is about when this boy Whitey got killed, he became a demon. Mm -hmm. And that was the moment where he just, because people always ask him interviews, like, when did you start it? When did you get bad? He was like, I don't know, I just woke up and I was bad one day. So he embraced it. So he embraced it, yeah. He's like, that's that's what it is. A demon, when it comes to Chicago gang culture, is that guy who'll do anything. Yeah. Like he don't have that moral conscience anymore. Sure. So I was I was in therapy, talked a lot about like urges. Because mm-hmm. I had nobody don't nobody can check me anymore. Like yeah. my stepmother gone, my sure. mother gone, sure. my older brother gone. I, I know how that feels who, yeah. Who who gonna check me? Who yeah. gonna tell me, hey, don't do that? Yeah. So at this point, I'm as grown as I can be with my choices, and nobody can say don't don't be that guy mm-hmm. because they were taken from me. And am I gonna be mad about that? Am I gonna turn into a demon myself? Am I too old to do that? Would that be disrespectful to how many years I did have my mom and mm-hmm. what she taught and raised and all of that? So just to hear the stories of like I like to know how bad it can be. Mm-hmm. And hear those stories, so then I know, like, okay, I don't need to do that because I know it's like watching intervention, yeah, or hoarders, and you're yeah, like, ah, or like the ghost of of future, whatever Christmas future. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh shit, this is. Oh, how I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna quote the Matthew McConaughey movie, Ghost of Girlfriends Past. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't. You didn't, but you wanted to say that. I know, I know you, Martell. I know it. <laughs> So it, and it's just like he just really I think he he killed it man like that was like he because he's a rapper rapper so yeah. that was his first time doing auto tune and singing and he just uh man as the kids say he went crazy on it. There's something to be said about an artist who's just like no apologies this is this is oh. who I am and like you you know make guy, a song for the ladies guy okay. driving a BMW right. in the suburbs yeah. you're just gonna have to deal with it like yeah. this is who your kids are listening to like. I like, yeah. you know, everybody go, oh, Marilyn Manson. But it's like, I I just think like an, when an artist is like the real, you know, you see those biographies yeah. or whatever. You're just like, like Jimmy Cliff or something. Authentic. You're just like the real deal. You know yep. what I mean? Yeah. Like everybody knew King Von was authentic and it's so bad. I didn't, I don't like all the dissing of dead 
opponent ops that he that he did. Yeah. But you know, he is what he a demon. He he's telling you, this is what I am. Yeah. And to your point, OTF, his group, <laughs> they had a chain in day. So he okay. was a part of that, this rap crew, only the family, which was awesome. Like, you know, when you in the music, you can't call it what it really is, because then you get caught up in Rico if yeah. uh, if they do something. They like, no, 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 I'm not chat. that. I'm yeah. OTF. Yeah. So uh but they they're one of the last crews that that uh that did the whole chain and thing. Okay. And he put it on Instagram and everything. Yeah. Uh, but it was some street shit. I love it. But then the also, then just you so get... people know, it's when they, they put it on top, like they, yeah, yeah. like you're officially yeah. part of. Sure. It's not like signing paperwork. Right, right, right. Because <laughs> which, then, you know, there's taxes and stuff. So which, you, you know, back in the that's like <laughs> with the Tupac and everything. Tupac, and Kanye and, had the chain in day with Rockefeller. Yeah. Uh, well, because yeah. Tupac had the chain. They took the death row chain death row off this. the, uh, you know, and there mm-hmm. was that, the whole, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, but I mean, to me, that's just a. I, I love like a little pro wrestling in in everyday life, and then this there, is that's there's it. common thread absolutely amongst everything, yeah. every single damn thing. Man. Uh, your next artist, uh, Kid Cudi, you mentioned before that Kanye. That's yeah. pretty cool when Kanye seeks you out. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. Where did you see the new Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure movie or whatever? They're getting it? the greatest like musical geniuses, and they grab Kid Cudi. And people were like, I don't think he should have been on. And people were like, Yeah, I don't understand. You don't understand, which is yeah. so funny because, like, you have, like, you know, guys who are like, You should grab LL Cool J. It's like, Dude, No, 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 you nah. don't understand. Cuddy at, like, a Coachella or Cuddy at any festival, and don't have no other stages. Mm-hmm. Don't you dare try to be on stage BC. Everybody's at yeah. Cuddy's performance. I yeah. don't, yeah, I don't think the average person knows how. Uh, talented this guy is and how peers are like this this is like a special performer Kanye was at that crossroads and if it wasn't for Cuddy we probably wouldn't even be talking about Kanye today yeah because he gave him that extra like life force to say like, it oh, could have gone a different way after yeah. the album and, and, and it felt like what he fucked like, up yeah. your mama did yeah. you dropped out of college it's like there's there's this shelf life for, for rap like we we understand you struggle. Okay, it's almost like a guilt thing. It's like, all right, you struggle. Let's make you rich. Now we ain't gotta listen to you no more. Yeah. But Kanye was able to extend it because of Scott Miscuddy from Cleveland. Play yeah. uh, Mr. Roger. Rager. Rager. Sorry about. I can't my, read my hand. Sorry right. about my Mr. Rogers, musical uh, insider partner. I didn't know this song. Good. This is dedicated to all the kids like me. Smart. There's so much going on yeah. in just the first yeah. 30 seconds of Did his you, song. Do you hear a little of the uh, the Halloween music? Like it's, that. I hear, I hear the darkness. Yeah. It, it just I love, it. I love it. it. I love it. Yeah. He's well, got yeah. a lot of it's. It's like the the crooning style of his his voice on that is it's it's a lot of probably like rock now, right, feeling. That's what I was gonna ask y'all. Y'all would know better than I would if you had just listening to that. What rock influence do you hear so here's what i i hear uh honestly john carpenter the halloween soundtrack okay i guarantee 
it's a cool thing to just have on sometimes, I guarantee he is like, oh yeah, for sure. I hear a lot of like '90s rock. There's a lot of like and like the, 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 the baseline and the yeah, yeah. I mean, of like an alternative song right. back in the day. Even yeah. and I hate to say it, we both hate U2, but there's a lot of U2 like uh, melodic feel. Y'all of that don't like U2? Uh, nah, we we're fucking not fans. we don't. Sunday Bloody Sunday. We're not fans. Uh, then do it. It's uh, fine, but we're not fans. We're not fans. There's a whole lot that band. There's they're, a, they're, I gotta go back and listen you know, to the pie. You know, like you know, just like rappers where you're just like. Just shut we the fuck find, up, yeah. man. Just shut the fuck up. That's yeah. me. Sometimes that's me with Big Sean or like uh, Drake sometimes. Yeah. Drake sometimes. I'm like, okay. I get but, it. Yeah, it's just a little. It's just there's, but, but let's not even waste time. <laughs> yeah. Let's get you're back right, to you're Kid right, Cudi. You're right. You're um, right. Stay focused. But no, like I think like when I when I hear something like this of, of Kid Cudi, like to me, the like rock and roll equivalent. Oh, I'm trying to think of like the rock and roll equivalent of like maybe like Radiohead or something where it's like there's they, a shitload yeah. of stuff. Tom going York on. is a big influence on that whole. Kid. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, Kid A like uh, late Radiohead influences mm-hmm. on there too. You can hear with the sound. Dude, and when the you when you have you ever heard have rappers gone the route of like so you you'll hear like um you know when a when a really cool song comes out like I forgot who I was listening to an interview with some producer and. Um, Oh, who is the uh, – she's got a one-word name that I'm in the corner watching you kiss her. Robin. Robin okay. put out that album. And then this producer was like every female artist, like I want to like I want to be like Robin. I want a song like Robin. And he was like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> were there rappers who were like, oh, I need to like you know get a little weird and maybe talk about drugs a little bit and kind I, of were oh, like – like remember yeah. when Hammer went you know Death Row Gangster route? Sure. Pumps I mean, in a bump? Low, low key, um, Chief Keef is the god of drill rap mm-hmm. where like oh you talking about in the basement or in your bedroom do the video like he did his don't like was filmed in the house because he was on house arrest yeah and that's how you that's why you love it because it's like you made something out of what you had to do yeah so like every from from um from Lil uzi vert to whoever drill young rapper they even be doing it in uk they making drill rap in uk Chief Keef is the one who blew that up. Even if you don't like Chief Keef as another rapper, you want your ops or you want to kill him, whatever, you can't deny he blew that shit up with Don't Like. A song about what he don't like. I wonder like how that must feel. I mean, I guess it's kind of like, you know, watching a comic you don't really like with a do a great joke where you're like, meh. Like it's to just... get to be into like a, a like to be like you know you're gang affiliated with a certain group so you don't like these this group and then that group one of their rappers has like a song that's like oh my god it's so fucking good but I yeah can't like you got to drop all your friends off and <laughs> yeah, go, I'm, I'm, I'm going home corner. yeah y'all in the house good okay I, think, yeah. <laughs> I love that that's so it's funny like, the what loyalty extra, yeah what an extra yeah, where do you level. draw the line. Just going crazy in the car, enjoying Demon. <laughs> uh, your fourth song uh, is an artist who's uh, people no, it's played. A lot. Uh, no, no, we got we got two more songs. Uh, has been on this. Are we? No, we're I think on this fifth. This, this is, is it. This oh, is okay, five. Yeah, okay, should have five. Oh yeah, Kendrick. Okay, we're closing with Kendrick. I don't oh, know why I thought we had one more. Um, this is this is uh, a dude who I remember uh, again being in a, uh, an Uber and being like, I got to Shazam this. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, that's Kendrick Lamar. I heard so much about Kendrick Lamar mm-hmm. before I heard Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar. Same. Yep. That was and the same situation. I heard uh, Kunta and I was like, King Kunta. what King is King. this? Yeah, that was fun. And it's yeah. like, I mean, the, the <laughs> lyrics and the, and the, the poetry and the lyrics 
And it, I was like blown away. And this is another song that's just fucking weird. Did you already know this song? Not this song. Okay. No, no, okay. no. I heard. Okay. I was listening to this. I didn't and I know was this like, song either. But this... I, I felt like once I hit, once this song hit, I was like, this is such a weird song. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I, I thought it was so interesting. Yeah. I don't know if I like it as okay. much as I like some of his other songs, but it, 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 this is a weird a song. Mood. Let's it's play a, a little bit of it, and uh, and then we'll talk about it. And it's 12 minutes long. What's the name of it? What's uh, the full this name? is uh, Sing About Me. I'm dying. Dying of thirst. Dying of thirst. See? When the lights shut off, and it's my turn to settle down, my main concern, promise that you will sing about me. Promise that you will sing about so me. So cool. Figured I'd call you in case I'm not here tomorrow I'm hoping that I can borrow a piece of mind I'm behind on what's really important My mind is really distorted I find nothing but trouble um, in my life I'm That little guitar hook Is from something else too, right? Because it's so, it's so I'm sure they sample something It's, I just it's from know something I, It's such a like yeah melodic t- I've heard that before I'm like, I know that I but, feel, is he like doing the voice at the beginning? Is that like taking a big chance or is that like, that's ah, just what he does? Okay. So to your original point about themes in albums. Yes. This first album, Good Kid, Mad City, was an homage to that. It was a whole story. Mm-hmm. All these characters, all these things going. It was basically one of those early 90s John Singleton movies. Yeah. But an album. Like a concept album. It was Purely that, right? And you hear that a lot, and I'll listen to quote unquote concept albums, and I'm like, I don't know, okay. Yeah, he, but when they when someone nails a concept album, it's yes. like that's a fucking concept mm-hmm. album. So what you hear in that with Kendrick is he chooses the, it's almost like he chooses the narrator voice. Mm-hmm. So he's narrating in that voice. And then you, 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 he uses one voice when he's narrating. I wasn't sure if that was another per. I was like, is it was this another it's rapper? him. Yeah. He, he uses one voice to narrate. And then when he's rapping as Kendrick, yeah. he uses his more of a deeper type of thing. Like, yeah. you listen to I'd be like, oh, okay. That's what's happening here. I'm Kendrick here. I'm narrator here. I'm K Dot here. Whatever. He, he chooses different voices for the characters. So in this one, he's talking about, he's referencing an earlier song in the album. In the first verse, it's uh, it's a guy who um, whose brother died, and he's thanking Kendrick for mentioning about his brother. Yeah, and then he ends up getting shot. And he, and he he plays with it, and it's like, like, "Don't forget me." Like, yeah, you need to. I'll keep never my fade name. away. Yeah. I'll never fade. And then it slowly fades out. Yeah, it's like that's just so. This is the, this is the song when I need to cry about my mom. I listen yeah. to. Do you do you feel? Are you more lyrics or the music? I'm more vibe and feel. Okay. Like, don't say something. It's only about the lyrics when you say something to take me out of it. Okay. You know. Have you had songs where you thought they were, you use them for something to take you to a vibe or your your uh, wherever you're feeling, and then all of a sudden you find out what the song's about? You're like, fuck! I didn't I didn't know that's what it was about. That just I, happened I, to me recently. It's, and I got, what what song? Me out what, so song what song? What song? It was a song by a girl, uh, Julian Baker. It's a singer songwriter, and I listened to the lyrics, 
And someone's like, you know that song's about this. I'm like, fuck. I try, ruined it for me. I try not to do that with songs. I'll do it with any other song. Don't look up. Yeah, don't look I'll up. I'll do it with any other song. But songs that I like, I try not to. Yeah. Um, because I'll just go down a click hole trying to figure out more and more and more. So something like this, I, 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 I'm pretty clear on it. But right. other stuff that I like, I won't. Because there's a vi- I'm like you in the sense of I, I'm a lyric and a vibe guy, but sometimes I don't pay attention to the lyric and I just adopt the song yeah. to take me to a place that's whether it's some sadness or whatever. And then you find out if you ever listen to the lyrics, you're like, fuck, that's not what it's not like. Yeah, that will take you. <laughs> that will you take another- you out of it. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I, tr- I just I try to I, I, I'm able to resist over. um over indulging or over researching right. shit that I just like out the gate. Are there any uh, like rock songs or anything that you were just like, I got to throw that on a mix. Like that's just my song. Like I can't oh, not yeah. have that on like a big dumb oh, mix. Oh, for on my, sure. On my today, Smashing, I don't know how you feel about Smashing yeah? Pumpkins. Yeah. We just I did love, a Pumpkins right. episode. I love today. I throw <laughs> Sunday, Bloody Sunday on. <laughs> sure. Sorry. Sure. No, no, it's, um, okay. it's okay. That's like YouTube. We, we'll, we, we're okay with early YouTube. There's a... Uh, uh, Little Dragon, Clap Clap. They, I don't know if that was rock, but they, they're okay. an L.A. band. They're okay. great. Any, anybody who listens to this song, every girl I've played this song for, whether they like it, they're like, I love this song. Oh, First time here. Okay. It's, it's one of those. Okay. Um, dude, I have so many. I mean, I, you know, I love rock. Man. Yeah, because I, I love a black metal head. I, I love a black I, punk I, and I love yeah. a black metal head. I'm like, I like mean, I fucking love it. I was at I was at the gathering of the Juggalos, black Juggalos. I love it. I love it all. The first time I saw um, Green Day do uh, Waiting live on I think it was on Letterman. Okay. That's that's when like they you could first watch videos on Real Player. Yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. I've been waiting a long and then time. It, he just yeah. plays the guitar for so long. Yeah. It's, man, it's so good. It's so good. And the Honestly, the greatest, this is where we are probably going to get into it. The best solo guitar is from an NERD song. Um, it's called Sooner or Later. Okay. And it's better than anything who's Hendrix has done. I don't know who's doing it. Wait a Pharrell second. probably. Wait. I think no, he, no, no. He has, he had he a had band. Coming in. But yeah, but I'm sure he. He played all a lot of the, him and the other dude played yeah, a lot of Chad, the. Yeah, but I don't know who the guitarist is, but this is one of the greatest guitar solos. I think I think it's the best ever, but I'm biased. What is this song? Sooner or later. Okay. Ding-ding. Like towards the like, just play a little bit of it. Let me find it here. Sooner or later by Nerd. Man, they got a lot of songs. Yeah. Uh, I got to meet Pharrell, uh, and I didn't know really? who he was. That's how dumb I am. You didn't. You can tell. I was by a all South the by Southwest. Power. Oh. So I, I I was on a panel with other producers of music. This was back in my music days. And uh, John Alasia was there. He produced uh, like Rachel Yamagata, Dave Matthews, and John Mayer, and all this stuff. And I was more geeked out about him. But everyone was there to see Pharrell. This is like peak. And he just left NERD. Like it was insane. But I didn't know who he was. <laughs> so, so go to like three forty-five, maybe. Okay, skip it like maybe 30 seconds ahead. Keep going. Okay, there it is. There it is. There it is. You cannot play this. 
Okay. What if I blew his mind and I just picked I up the guitar? I was I like, know. you mean this? Yes. No, I, I like it. It's it's fun. It's such a good song. I know I, the whole the whole podcast can't be about this guitar song. No, but I understand a but, good a good yeah. solo. Is it, I just think that's so funny how there's just certain stuff in songs where you're just like, I just don't think it get better than that. Like <laughs> I was into the drums on a song the other day, and I was just like, that's just like there's a Descendant song, and the drums in it is just so fucking good. I'm just like, that's just like the coolest shit. Who are the the names with drummers? Besides, like, well, I mean, Neil Neil Pert, who just passed away from Rush, he was like, he's considered a a big one. Bill Bruford was in a band called Yes, he's considered one of the best drummers. So, in rock, you can get into like guys who have like the the police, yeah, a thousand drums around them or whatever. Um, Is Travis respected? Is he just a name? He's a great drummer, yeah, he's just a great, and so is Tommy Lee. He's a good drummer. Tommy Tommy Lee Lee is a good drummer, Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some, I mean, like, it's weird how. Sometimes bands that are just like mm, have like these freaks in them who There's, are like the best bass player, the best guitar player, the best drummer. The, it's it's all subjective, right? But there are certain things with drummers and guitarists that are like, look, they're technically amazing, but their creativity that what they brought to the the game of a mm-hmm. guitar or drum it makes them a little more unique. But like. I mean, there's like certain guitarists too. Same thing. Like there's some that are like super fast fingers, but then they're, you know. They didn't really do anything other than What's that. wild, too, with like especially with metal, is I just read an interview with Jason Newstead, who used to be Metallica. Okay. And it's like being an athlete. He goes, physically, I can't play those songs anymore. Like, oh, I'm, not right. in, okay. I'm not in shape to do that anymore. Did he take John Frusciante's? No, no, no. That's the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's Red Hot. Yeah. Okay, my Jason Newstead took yeah. uh, Cliff, the original, one of the original members of Metallica. They had a bus crash. They had a, 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 their bus crashed. And he took the he took his spot and uh, but I mean like a lot of those guys like uh, Dave Mustaine from Megadeth they all have neck they all have their like next fuse from all the head banging and shit yeah. like yeah it's pretty wild yeah. also for carrying like I have a neck injury from uh, just having a thirty pound guitar I have a back neck. injury from carrying Paul on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Today, you for Damn. sure did. I was out of my element Damn. today. Damn, I forgot about the jokes. Hey. Thank hey. you, Martin. We my are, pleasure, my pleasure, my pleasure. We are actually, that closes out the podcast. Where, where can... Uh, <laughs> Paul's going out on an on a L there. I'm going to let, I'm gonna let you have that one. I'm going to let you have that one. What? Uh, where can people find out more about you, Clark, and uh, your special? Twitter. Follow Clark Man, on Twitter. Follow me. And at, Instagram, too. At Fianco. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. your Old Spice commercials. <laughs> at, the, at the Clark, T-H-E-E, Clark Jones, um, on Instagram and Twitter. And, uh, yeah, that's just where I put everything. Check and, out Clark if he's yep. performing. He's a, a fantastic stand-up. Thank you so special, much. Uh, special uh, one more thing. What? What's the, what's the name of the special? Oh, uh, first of all, it's first my album all. that's still out, and I'll be around in Chicago. Come check out the show. I'm at Laugh Factory a lot, and yeah, uh, yeah man, definitely. Yeah. Hope y'all. Hope I hope they like this, man. We talked about it. I try to. I learned more about rap than, and I'm a music insider expert here, and I didn't know it's, a lot. It's of so, shit it's so many layers to it, but people yeah, just want to dismiss it. But it's it's a lot. It's a lot there. Let's close out with my favorite old nerd song. Let's see if it still holds up. I fucking <laughs> this to me is like we're Bet getting we're getting to Y2K we're fucking you know everybody's video was in the, uh, the like driveway islands, the fish yeah. islands skateboard ah, BMX love it thank you for listening make us a mixtape